The Dodge County Board will vote on an advisory resolution asking the state legislature to increase pay for assistant district attorneys. The resolution states the entry-level pay for assistant district attorneys has not kept pace with the rate of inflation and is well below the national average. It also notes that the compensation rate is below other public or private sector attorney positions in both Dodge County and around the state. The hourly pay for assistant DAs is roughly $27.24, which comes to about $56,000 annually. Dodge County Board Chairman Dave Froling says this is an issue that needs addressing. Legislature and the governor need to come to some agreement here and because we're not the only county with the problem. We just have the biggest one right now. The Dodge County District Attorney's Office made statewide headlines when DA Kurt Klomberg resigned and said that current staffing challenges are a result of the state's failure to keep up with the appropriate compensation levels to attract new prosecution talent. State Representative Mark Bourne of Beaver Dam says help should be coming in the state budget both the district attorneys and the public defenders. This kind of goes hand in hand. They're both um, challenged in this staffing area right now. Both, you know, key components of our criminal justice system. You can't have one without the other um, to have the constitutional protections. Governor Tony Evers has indicated he will provide funding in his budget proposal. Chairman Froling says any long-term changes would have to come from the state legislature. The legislature would probably be a longer-term fix and it'll be in the budget. Anything that happens short-term, the governor is going to probably have to do by assigning retired DAs to different counties to help them get by until more funding can be in the, in the state budget. Froling says the resolution was backed by the board's executive committee this week and was advanced to the full county board for a vote at their February 20th meeting. There will be no new street reconstruction projects in the city of Mayville in 2023. The reason for that is because there was a large bond levy in 2021 tied to a complete redo of Bridge Street. Mayor John Gwynn says that it was not worth borrowing money. Looking at the economic conditions coming into 2023, my concern was, you know, and, and, and again, coming from a commercial lending background or a banking background in general, just looking at rate environment and everything else, you know, we made the determination that this is not going to be a borrowing cycle year. The mayor's decision is also tied to the nine-year plan. The plan was created in 2009 due to mounting costs at the TAG Center, and the city had to scramble to put together a conservative budget that would allow them to work on other city services for a few years. However, Gwynn says there are smaller street projects on the horizon. There are some projects that are slated, and they're not large, requiring a tax levy by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But yeah, we do, we do identify those projects coming up. And, and I believe that uh, going into 2023, uh, some projects that are uh, either decided upon already would include, I believe, Muzzy Street and Alley and perhaps one other. The mayor also says there are streets on the city's wish list for construction projects where it is more than just resurfacing and mill layover. The Columbus City Council approved a conditional use permit to allow a car wash to be built at the Quick Trip located at 204 Dick Street in the city. Developers say the project will add an amenity to Columbus and create 25 to 30 permanent jobs in the area. The cost of the project is estimated to be $2 million. Governor Tony Evers will propose investments in veterans' health in his state budget. Here's Bob Haig. 
The Democratic governor has released a summary of proposals. Those include $500,000 in new funding for the Department of Veterans Affairs to evaluate the needs of those who've served multiple deployments since 9-11. An additional million dollars annually for veterans services officers. Nearly three million to help UW system campuses provide services for veterans and military personnel. And $250,000 to help provide service dogs for those suffering from PTSD. Bob Haig, Wisconsin Radio Network. Evers will deliver his biennial budget message next Wednesday at the Capitol, after which the legislature's budget committee will begin its work. The Dodge County Sheriff's Office is reminding residents to sled safely and smart as snowmobile deaths are on the rise. Kevin Haugen reports. Officials with the agency say snowmobile safety should be top priority while on your sled. They add that the Department of Natural Resources has seen too many fatalities already this year. So far, there have been nine snowmobile-related deaths in 2023. Local authorities and DNR conservation wardens will be amping up patrol efforts to make sure the public is staying safe. The Dodge County Sheriff's Office remind operators that it is never okay to drink and drive a snowmobile, adding that impairment of any kind, whether it be drugs or alcohol, can have tragic consequences. Last year, alcohol was involved in 70% of the 23 snowmobiling fatalities. Authorities also ask to always operate within the limits of your skill, visibility, and snowmobile. They recommend looking both ways before crossing a road and to obey stop signs. And I'm Kevin Hoglin reporting for WB EV. Lee Washington County Sheriff is thankful no one was hurt as one of his deputies handled a mental health situation early yesterday morning. A 27-year-old Sheboygan man drove past a deputy parked on Interstate 41 near Highway K around 3.20 a.m. The man stopped and aggressively ran towards the deputy. Signs of impairment were noted and the individual was taken to a local fire department for field sobriety testing. During the arrest process, Sheriff Martin Schulte says the subject became non-compliant and resistant. He says the man attempted to run in front of a moving vehicle and became increasingly assaultive towards law enforcement. Deputies deployed a taser multiple times to get the suspect under control and into restraints. Schlute says during the altercation, the man was yelling at deputies to kill him. The individual was taken to a hospital for evaluation by the county's mental health services and will be facing criminal charges. The sheriff says these types of calls quickly turn routine into life-threatening situations. He adds that he is pleased the subject and his deputies were not hurt and the individual will have the opportunity to receive much-needed mental health services. A former Milwaukee police chief feels the pain of his one-time department following the death of Milwaukee police officer Peter Jerving. Alfonso Morales is now chief of the Fitchburg Police Department. During his stint of almost three years as Milwaukee's police chief, the department lost four officers in the line of duty and a fifth off the clock. Morales tells Fox 6 Milwaukee his thoughts and prayers are with those in Milwaukee. There's a ton of things going through your mind, plus you're a human being. So you're suffering from those emotions yourself. And to be able to uh, stay on top of all, all of that and be able to uh, function is very tough. Officer Jerving died after he was shot during a struggle after chasing a robbery suspect early Tuesday morning. The governor has ordered flags to be flown at half-staff next week in honor of Jerving. An effort discouraging the sale of tobacco and vape products to those under the age of 21 has been initiated by the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Ted Aylin has more. 
The Tobacco 21 public education campaign is underway after a recent statewide survey showed the retailer violation rate for underage sale of tobacco and vape products last year was 11.9%. That's double the pre-pandemic rate of 5.5%. The state health agency says around 7,900 Wisconsin residents die from preventable tobacco-related diseases annually, with Wisconsin DHS Deputy Secretary Deb Standridge pointing out that young people can become addicted before they are old enough to understand the risks of tobacco and vape products. Ted Aylin, Wisconsin Radio Network. Wisconsin has had five reports of toxic shock syndrome, or TSS, since July. Four cases were associated with superabsorbency tampon use by teenage girls. Dr. Ryan Westergaard is chief medical officer with the Department of Health Services. We think it's a good reminder that people should be aware of this condition and uh, know about it, both clinicians and people who use tampons, that this is a risk. Westergaard says right now DHS has no explanation for cases which are the first reports of TSS in the state since 2011 when there were two. Symptoms include sudden fever, rash, vomiting, confusion, seizures, and headaches, among others. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.